It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to your round seven wrap up here. Uh, I'll be your host for the next hour. My name's Ryan here on the NRL Fantasy Amateurs and it's been a tough week and we're bringing you a little bit of R&R today. It's Ryan joined with irregular Rob. Rob, how are you, mate? Good day, Ryan. Um, yeah, I've kind of come back from the brink a little bit. I was sending some horrible messages all around um, today for my trades, which I'm sure I'll go into at some point. I don't know. They're still a bit raw. Um, but um, I don't know. It feels like lots of people also did badly. So um, maybe all's, all hope is not lost. And um, next week's a new week, right? Can't all have yeah. Ryan-esque scores. <laughs> exactly right. It feels like uh, we've definitely you've definitely come back down off the ledge after earlier in the day. But it seems like anyone who scored over eight hundred this week has had a good week. Like I've uh, I scored eight hundred and thirty four, and I've rocketed up the rankings. I'm into one hundred ninetieth currently. Um, had like about thirteen hundredth best score for the round, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, mm. just a brutal brutal week for everyone, I think. Uh, but it's okay. We're all it's okay. Everyone, just relax. It'll it'll yeah. be okay. It's good all around. No, yeah, no massive one. It's just the, I mean, my main issue was Couchman, I think, and I'm sure we'll mm. get to that. Um, just the kind of 17 to 20, well, 18 to 21 kind of guys that just aren't making that much money. <laughs> and we we're all looking for that golden um, golden cash cow and it just hasn't happened yet. But maybe it's going to be next week. Maybe it's Crossland. Who knows? Yeah, potentially. We definitely need one to come and save us. But speaking of uh, couch mud, we've got to jump into the puns for this week. I feel like we've got to cheer the people up. They've uh, had a rough week and they've let it all yeah. out with some puns. And there's a lot of uh, couchman puns here. Oh, no. So we put the call out to the listeners. Um, so from CJ, he's got couch potato. Yeah. <laughs> um, Toby couch mud. Oh, geez. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's it's pretty bad going here. Um, our host Mark, he's uh, thrown in Connolly Lamuello. <laughs> <sighs> so disappointing, old Connolly. Oh, yeah. oh, he's a con man. He's more con man than he is a con Lamuelli. man for sure. Yeah, um, we got Hardly Grant. We've got a stack of uh, Joseph Trapani, Trapani, Joseph Tarbini. <laughs> Tarbini's good. Joseph tapping out. <laughs> so a lot of people aren't happy with, uh, old, with old Joseph. Um, we've got Toby Lazy Boy, uh, Reese Robbed Son, uh, Toby Couch Mud, bloody hell, Reese Plodson. I bet you're feeling a bit like that after you brought him in this week, didn't you? Mm, yeah, it was. I don't think I've ever owned him before either. So I was so excited. <laughs> I was at the game. Um, and yeah, I. Just looked at the score when it was, you know, 25 minutes down and saw he was on negative two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just brutal. Can't say I, I, um, it was just a lot of penalties, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Mate, he had more penalties than the entire Cronulla Sharks team did. Yeah. I, I feel like it's got to be an outlier, but. Oh, for sure. No good. Toby, no good hooker scores this week, really, were there? No, not really. We had uh, Toby Ouchman, Toby Slouchman, um, <laughs> all different variations. Oh, here we go. Bryce Fart, right? Mm. <laughs> oh, I feel like he did okay for playing coming off the bench. I, I was expecting a lot worse. He did. You, you blokes were calling me the Blitz on Tuesday, and I said I beat the traffic. Well, who's laughing now? Yeah, huh? mate. Uh, I beat yeah, the traffic on the Cardi party. The you blokes, laugh. I have. Yeah, you blokes. Yeah, are the you got now. you got on the motorway before it shut, mate. Exactly. Mark's Mark's old uh, Sloan. I think he's the new Blitz. The curse has been passed. Oh, um, Sloan, that's a bad one, eh? Because so many questions we had last week were kind of Sloan, Warbrick, or uh, Perham. And it looks like Perham was a sell. Who would have thought? Not yeah, me. Not, not wrong. Um, but, I mean, speaking of uh, wing fullbacks we all brought in, how about Chance Nickel clocked off? Oh, what did he get in the end? It was about 21, something like that. Mm. There wasn't really too many updates in that game, unfortunately. Um, mm. We had Chance Nickel no-show. <laughs> Poor bloke. Bloody hell. Yeah. See, I actually thought Chance looked really good. It just didn't really translate to a, a fantasy score. Like, he's, he was really busy and yeah. really involved a lot. But, yeah, unfortunately, it just sort of petered out and yeah, didn't really go anywhere. Um, yeah. Chance Nickel Flopstad. Poor bloke. Sonny Puke. 
Jeez. Yeah, it's right. only Luke wasn't a buy either. I don't know. The, the, the magical cash cow just doesn't exist, does it? No. Well, I mean, we got spoiled with all these edges early in the year and it's just, yeah, sort of seemed to dry it up as the season's gone on. But hopefully we get one soon. And um, I, I guess maybe we should get into it now. I think uh, we've had enough puns. Yeah, um, thanks for the puns, lads. <laughs> yeah, some of them Keep really good. Really good. Uh, cheered me up. I'm feeling better already. Um, all right. Well, the first game of the week was uh, the Rabbitohs taking on the Dolphins. Um, and just before we get into the fantasy, like, there's something I wanted to talk about because me and a mate have been discussing this and it's sort of been rattling around in my head, this idea for the last oh, two weeks now since um, Big Marty put his knee into <laughs> Jordan Rapiner and, and busted it open. And there was a similar incident in this game where Kenny Bromwich got binned where he was, um, I, like, he was early on a kick chase and just, you know, and took out a South player and ended up getting binned for it. And it's something, and it's this idea, it's not fantasy related, but it's sort of just been rattling around in my head. And I wanted to get your your thoughts and the listeners' thoughts to see if I'm crazy. Oh, I mean, I know I'm crazy, but if I'm onto something or if it's just complete gobbledygook, right? So I think in the next five to 10 years, in terms of uh, rugby league rules, I reckon we could see a fair catch style rule. Um, for bombs like inside the 20 or inside the 10. So obviously NFL fans would know, you know, the fair catch. You basically get a, a free uh, shot at catching a, a, a punt and, and, you know, the, the play ends there. And I think um, another easy example of this is in rugby union where they've got, you know, you can call for a mark for the kicks mark, inside yeah. the 22. And like I was really thinking about this and like, what like rugby league has just always sort of been a step behind um, union in terms of, uh, you know, these safety protocols. And, like, obviously a lot of these safety protocols are, are necessary for the longevity of the game, but I also think they've been a little bit of a detriment to the, the spectacle of the sport. So it's sort of like a, you know, um, a catch-22 where you, know, you can't have a sport if you don't have these protocols, but it also sort of takes away from the sport a little bit. And, like, you look at the history of rugby, like, obviously they had the um, the shoulder charge outlawed long before us. Um, they've had... You know, plenty. They've had crackdowns on the hit drop. They've had uh, yellow cards for you know seemingly innocuous uh, headshots. They had the HIA three years before the rug- before rugby league. And guess what they introduced last year? They introduced twelve uh, day stand down for concussions. Mm. So like the rugby league has always sort of been a little bit behind in that regard. And I just I feel like it's something that's it's going to suck. But I just feel like it's something that's coming. And I just can't shake this idea out of my head um, that like because kicks are actively like you know, decentivized in the in rugby, like inside the twenty two, like it's just you just don't see him too often, and mm. and and like the bomb is just sort of this holdover from you know footy back in the days where like you just used to smash the crap out of each other, and it's, it's um, almost like AFL, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Style. it's just a bit it, it brawl is. in it's, the air. It's like the last sort of vestige of um, where you get like this free shot on someone where you can just sort of level them out. Because everywhere else, like the NRLs just sort of crack down on it. And uh, like personally, I, I hate it. I understand why they're doing it. But yeah, I, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think I'm onto something there or do you think I'm just completely nuts? No, I think it's, I think it's very interesting. And it's really good to bring up the history of um, kind of rugby versus rugby league. Um, mm. Because we do kind of sit on our high horse because our game is a lot better to watch. Um, and it's a lot faster and um, it's just a lot more interesting to, to, to my eye, certainly. But I think with player safety, they have done well. I remember when Sonny Bill went over to rugby, he kind of forgot that um, you couldn't shoulder charge. <laughs> there were a couple of just horrible tackles he put in um, and he quickly found out that you couldn't tackle like that um, and then eventually league followed suit. Um, but, yeah, I think the fair catch one will be a tough pill for um, league oh, fans to swallow. <laughs> I don't see it um, happening soon, but you're right, like five to ten years. Um, yeah, well, God, generally, like- generally how these things work is, like, you'll see the idea start to get floated out and, like, there'll be a bit, a bit of backlash to it and they'll pull it back and then, like, it'll float. Then something will happen, like another incident like Tarpanay will happen. Oh, sorry, not Tarpanay, Rapana will happen and yep. and it'll just get implemented. Like it's sort of like how these things sort of work. And I, I reckon, yeah, like it's definitely not something that's going to happen in the short term, but I think within 10 years it could could be on the cards. Mm. So heard it here first, but I, I'd be interested to hear, hear what the uh, the listeners think. So let me, let me know if, if I'm onto something or if I'm completely nuts. I reckon it would suck, but I could still see it happening. 
Anyway, let's get into the fantasy, shall we? So Dolphins uh, go down to the Rabbitohs, and what was a pretty tight game um, at halftime. But the Rabbitohs, uh, this is just classic Rabbitohs footy, I think, where like they they just they look really ordinary for long stretches of time, and then just turn on the afterburners and they just blow opponents off the park. And um, Latrell was uh, one of the few good wing fullbacks this week. Put up a sixty-six mm. with a try, another big score. Um, I'm not too sure if I want to go diving into him pre like origin with just around the corner it seems pretty likely he's going to be in that origin side so i mean obviously great if you've got him but i don't know if i'd want to be going in right now um another one here joy arrow returning so 66 uh points played quite a bit on an edge with colin matungi with now heard out six to eight weeks um so rob i, I want you I'm, there's a lot of uh middle and edge players in that sort of six to 700k price bracket. I reckon there's about five throughout the weekend. I want you to blindly rank them. So I'm, I'm going to th- throw you at them one at a time and I want you to place them somewhere one to five in terms of mm. how interested you are in buying them in the coming week. So the first one I've got for you here is Jai Arrow. Where would you place him in that one to five bracket? Oh, the blindly ranking as in... Yeah, you're blindly ranking them, mate. So I'm going to throw them at you as we walk through the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, one of them is going to be Pangai, I expect. Um, shh, shh, and I'm going to put him first. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Um, three? I don't know. I didn't I didn't even think of Jai Arrow at all. And then I had a look at the score and, and just saw he absolutely brained it. 66 and 61. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, oh, it's awesome. Um, and he's priced at, what, 44? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, um, I, I guess the question mark is, is he going to play Origin? I think yeah, yes. Mm. Mm. Is he? I don't know. Queensland actually have a few middles now to pick from. I'm not used to Queensland not just picking like <laughs> the 17 available players they have. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. It's still winning, but like. <laughs> yeah. So third, you're putting him third? Or you I'm putting him third. Down? Yeah, I don't know. I I can't for the life of me think of anyone else in that price. Oh, one's going to be Horsburgh. I expect. Well. Mate, do you, do you spoil all movies before the, <laughs> are you going to tell the listeners that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time as well? What, what movie was that, mate? Was it, was it Fifth Element? Pulp Fiction, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, can, can... <laughs> I'm sick of these mother effing fantasy scores. Anyway, Cam <laughs> uh, Murray, 57 and 61. Uh, a few people were uh, saying, geez, he's a bit ordinary for a, for a gun. But I tell you what, you'd be taking a 57 after this week. It's uh, How many keepers look- got 50s this week? You can count oh, them on one, one hand. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to have my 57 from Murray now. Um, yeah. uh, Cook as well, 53, the best of the keeper hookers by quite a mile. And uh, Marshall King, so he was the one that everyone was looking to bring in this week, put up a 56 for the try. Um, probably a little bit underwhelming, but I, I'd certainly you'd certainly be happy with it, I guess, given this week. Will you have any interest in Marshall King moving forward? Um, no, I think I'm okay at hooker now. Uh, but I think if you'd got him, you're happy. He seems to have the 80 minute, um, spot locked down. Um, the try line break, um, probably would have got kind of a high 40 score maybe without the try. Um, mm. but yeah, the missed tackles are kind of usual. I think, yeah, he's probably going to be a low fifties guy. Um, place yeah. 13. I think you'd be happy if you got him. Yeah, I tend to have the same opinion. I think um, I would have gotten him last week if he was uh, a similar price to Jaden Braley because I think he is yeah, going to end up too. averaging averaging about the same, like that low 50s. So he was just a little bit too expensive for me, but I think he'd certainly be fine if you've got him. He's, he's certainly gone better than Robson and Grant this week, that's for sure. Um, in terms of the cheapies from this game, so uh, Ray Stone, another game in a row now. Obviously, he's got a crap PPM, uh, but another game here with 50 minutes. He's put up 39 in this game. He could potentially be the slow burn cheapie. I don't know if his PPM, if I'd be willing to go into it, but I think one for mm. the potentially watch list. And um, Katoa had his highest score of the year, put up a 40. Um, good, good areas there, I think, from him finally start to get his price moving um, in the right direction. Uh, and Jacob Host a 40 as well. So another one with usually a crap PPM, 62 minutes on an edge, 345K, put up a 40. Uh, with Colin Matungi gone, are you going to be looking at Jacob Host at all? Um, I don't think so. But <laughs> well, that's the right answer. I just, it's just one of those weeks where you think you know, you know a little bit about fantasy going into it and then just these <laughs> scores just absolutely take you for 
fool. So um, I guess I'm going to have to look at him. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not really in the market for a three to 400K guy anymore, I don't think. Um, mm. But maybe I am. I don't know. We'll have a look, see what, see yeah. what this week deals us. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and uh, Connolly, uh, well, the con man, Lamuelu, 34 <laughs> in 60 minutes. Yeah, Lamuelu. He, he looked like uh, I'm tempted to give him another week, especially with uh, Kenny Bromwich sitting on the sidelines. He, he looked like he was on his way to a decent score here. He was in the high 30s after about 50 minutes, but then Souths just bathing them and he got an early shower as well. Just, yeah, just killed any aspirations of him getting to 50, unfortunately. So... Three weeks in a row now, um, he's put up a poor score, so I certainly wouldn't be rushing out to buy, but I think you could probably hang on for one week and see what happens. Um, not complete panic stations. Dolphins up against the Titans on a Sunday Arvo this week, you'd think should have some opportunity there. Wouldn't be getting completely hosed again, you wouldn't think. Mm. Um, all right, Friday night kicked off, and, geez, these two Friday night games, they really tested uh, my patience as a rugby league fan. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh, you love the sentence, mate. Yeah, no, loved them. Yeah, just a million sin bins and just a million penalties to against the Roosters and not many to Cronulla, uh, against Cronulla. Um, anyway, saw the Sharks 22-12 to 12 over the Roosters. Nico Hines um, was looking like he was on for a poor score, but he pulled out the 2021 Nathan Cleary card and uh, got all his points in the last 20 minutes, finished on a 73. So certainly happy if you got him in your side. Um, good captaincy option, probably the best captaincy option of the week. Um, geez, outside of that, I mean, Cam McInnes was one that was we talked about a bit, and I was a little bit hesitant on him just because Fitzgibbon had never really shown a desire to play him for big minutes. And even with Finucane and uh, Rudolph out, he still only got 56 minutes. A 50-point score, though, so you'd certainly be fine if you got him. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think that's sort of his cap, isn't it, like that 56-minute role? That's all Fitzgibbon wants to play him for. Yeah, if he's not going to play 60 minutes in this pack, it's hard to see him getting more when Finucane's back. Um, mm. But, yeah, Royce Hunt was just really low minutes. Hey? Yeah, shifted to the bench before kickoff, and Oregon Kafusi mm. ended up soaking uh, a big minute role, played got yeah. 40 and 41 minutes, and he'll be priced at about 400K as well. So he might be one uh, to potentially put on the watch list. I don't know if I'm going to be going in there. I just... I think I, I was really looking forward to a Royce Hunt basically doing that exact same role, but for 60K less. Um, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Um, outside of that, it was a pretty humdrum game. There's not many good fantasy scores in this game. James Tedesco, um, we were pretty high on him this week, unfortunately, only put up at 36 and 80 minutes. So those who held off a week um, have been rewarded, but I still think he's going to be great. He's coming up against the Dragons this week. And to be honest, 36 from a, from a gun wing fullback this week is not looking too bad. We, we were panic stations Friday night, but after this week, it's suddenly looking pretty good. Um, and I think no try involvements there, just all tackle bust and base for the most part. I, I think he'll be fine once he gets that try, starts to get some attacking stats, and he's entering that early schedule now. So you bought Tedesco this week as well, didn't you, Rob? I did. Yeah, I, I'm not particularly concerned with him. Um, I think he still had value at 611k obviously he's going to be a lot cheaper next week um and it's just i guess one less week of his scores before origin but um i still think he's going to be a really good buy and especially for yeah a lot of these wing fullbacks not people not really knowing what to do at the back there um yeah i think i think he's going to be a good option mm, yeah well he's going to be priced at 40 last uh, next week and if, i mean if yeah, 36 is yeah, if 36 is the floor, like, you'd take that. Like, considering, like, Hayes Perham and, you know, uh, what we saw from Nickel Clockstad this week and Sloan last week, Warbrick last week, like, if this is the floor, like, I'll, I'll happily take that. I think he's still good value. And speaking of good value, um, definitely one to stick on your watch list for the origin period coming up is Joey Manu, 25 points, so he'll be dropping mm. cash. Like Absolutely. A oh, for sure. Once he's playing in the spine, he's going to be oh, beautiful. Um, and, uh, of course, everyone's favourite, uh, Santa Trap, Joseph Swally, 17 points. Um, now, Melbourne. Oh, the cheese tax, mate. Oh, the che- oh, I forgot about the cheese tax. How could I forget about the cheese tax? Yeah, so he was one uh, both Mark and I brought in this week, um, and he looked like he was on his way to a good score and then got an innocuous sin bin as well um, at the end there. I guess his shoulder did make contact with the head, but still. Um just a fine for the cheese. So, uh, yeah, he's looking like an interesting option. Um, he probably would have finished – he was on his way to about 68 minutes, probably would have finished in the mid to high 50s. 
Um, and, and he is priced now in the low 30s, so yeah, or mid, low to mid 30s about that. So, mm. yeah, is he on your radar as a potential hooker cover option? I think so. Well, it's more of like a mid cover eh, at the moment. I think I've probably got some hookers now, but the thing with him is his base is just not particularly good, mm. but his attacking was what was really interesting and minutes were, were really interesting to me. I think he's going to get attacking stats if he plays the minutes at hooker. Um, mm. It's just, yeah, I think, I think I'm definitely interested in, in cheese. I thought, yeah, I thought he was on his way to a, to a good game. I was quite distressed that I'd missed him. Um, and then I was slightly happy that he got sinbinned um, and that I could get him at an affordable price next week. <laughs> Yeah, this was like a sliding doors week for me because I was looking at um, Robson and Couchman this week, or Brandon Smith and Jack Bird, and I ended up going the Brandon Smith Jack Bird route. So I was pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. But um, and the reason, like, I really do like Cheese now is because it certainly looks like he's a lot healthier, especially watching him on the weekend. Like his work rates there, um, and like his scoring distribution typically is 30s or 55 plus. Like that's typically what he is. Like he's never really been a base stat guy. He, he does rely on those attacking stats. Mm. So and he, and he was certainly well on his way to a fifty five plus score in this game prior to the sin bin. Um, so and I just see a sixty five to seventy minute hooker with big attacking stats coming into a softer run in his schedule, zero chance of origin, priced in what low to mid thirties. I just don't see a way how he averages under forty moving forward. So yeah, I, I think it might be time to pay the cheese tag, get, get him back into your side, especially in a position that's quite hard to fill this year as well. And um, guys who you know have say Damian Cook or Harry Grant are coming into origin and they've got buyers coming up as well. So could be I think um, Cardi to Smith will be a mm. popular trade this week. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the late game on Friday night, we had Manly up against Melbourne and, oh, geez, all the people who sold uh, Cleary to Cherry and then sold Cherry again this week, uh, just completely in the mud. Um, 97 from Cherry's bounced back completely basically the only good scorer from this game. Only two people got over 50 and uh, Cherry stole all the points in this game. Literally every single point you could have in this game was all Cherry's. Um, but, I mean, obviously he's going to play Origin. He's going to miss round 13 and round 14. He is at a pretty interesting price, but I think for those who have, say, you know, Johnson, Cherry, maybe oh, – sorry, Johnson, Cleary, maybe someone even has Hines as well, probably – not necessary to go out looking for, but obviously a keeper pick up at your leisure. Um, Trent Liero, good score, 53. Do you, are you still uh, on the Liero train or have you jumped off? No, I never had him in, in classic. Oh. I've got him in draft. He's, yeah, he just seems to be kind of 40, 40 as a base, right? Um, hmm. And then this game, he got more tackles, got a tackle bust, got a turnover tackle. So, um, yeah, he's super steady, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got to be honest, this game lost me. The first sin bin, I was already cranky after the Roosters game. The first sin bin in this game, I turned it off. I just I wasn't having it, and I'm pretty glad I did in the end. Um, look, especially judging by these scores, there was nothing good going on here. After Warbrick um, scored, I turned it off as well, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, we still haven't seen any updates come through because uh, Warbrick's on 31 here, but in the NRL app, he's on 38. So we actually got a pretty big update um yeah he's 38 on um 46 as well so mm, so see what happens there tommy turbo 36 with a try it's pretty disappointing from tommy I, like i guess like it's like the sort of the difference between him and teddy is that like teddy doesn't need these attacking uh, attacking players and gets to 36 but if tom doesn't get these he's not putting up a good score at all like you you'll get last week like last week he even got to try i know he was injured but still you know he wouldn't have cracked 20 without that try yeah teddy good did get that big crab run not teddy yes teddy that crab run where he got like four busts in one kind of run crab um, runs are part of his base they are for sure and it's kind of like jack bird as well similar kind of guy mm-hmm. like that's that's him um but yes certainly doesn't need the tries to get that base hopefully yeah um Cam Munster and Harry Grant, both poor scores, 38. Uh, Eli Katoa, so he put up a 34. And I think he's one that's we're probably going to get a few trade questions about in the coming weeks. Um, With the buy so, Yeah, so he's got a buy in round nine, and he's obviously going to miss round 13 with the buy there as well. Um, his break-even is going to be in the high 40s next week. So this is the first time he's sort of just matched that break-even, not really making any cash. So he is one that you could... 
obviously he's, he's a Kiwi, so he's no chance of playing Origin. He is going to play round 16 and play all the minor buy rounds as well. So he's certainly not urgent. He's still averaging what, about 50. 49.3. Yes. Yeah. Like so certainly not urgent, but I think he is one that are, that is going to be on people's blocks in the coming week. Um, are you got? Have you got any plans to trade Ellie in the coming weeks or what are you thinking? Uh, I think I've got more pressing concerns. I yeah, I'm not really in the market of trading 50 average guys. Um, but then you know we had a Cardi a Cardi disappointment this week. So um, yeah, well he's got his revenge game against the Waz this weekend. Oh, on yeah. Anzac Day as well. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? Um, usually that's just a schedule loss for us. We just move <laughs> on and yeah, try again next year. But um, yeah, I don't know if the Storm are kind of firing on all cylinders um, and we seem to be playing at least a little bit better. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I don't think he'll have the easiest, easy run that I thought he would going into this game because he'll be on Jackson Ford's edge. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, and Jackson Ford's solid. Just lockdown defender, eh? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think he's one I'm probably going to give one more week and then like, yeah. if he puts up another 35, I'll probably sell him when he's on his buy. Um, but yeah, outside of that, anything else from this game uh, worth mentioning, or should we just move on to the Waz, mate, the Juggernaut? Mm, yeah, Warbrick's probably kicked his price rises on for another week, hasn't he? Um, yeah, just with that one try. But uh, yeah, wing fullback. Yeah, that's a dumpster I think- fire. I don't want to choose who to sell this week. Just don't ask any mm. questions on which wing fullback to sell this week because I'm definitely going to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if you didn't sell him this week, I think he's still safe to sell next week. Like even with that 38, he'll go up about 10K, but then his break even still going to be in the mid-30s. So I think if you don't sell him next week, I think you need to get rid of him in round nine when he's on his buy. But fine to sell, I think. Um, but let's get to the real footy, mates. The Waz, you were there taking the on the Waz. juggernaut. Up yep. the Waz. This is a, a Warriors fan podcast. I'm jumping on the bandwagon with you, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big win. And to be honest... The Cowboys had all the possession, all the territory, and did not look likely at all. They did not deserve to win this game. Uh, I said it on the Tuesday pod. They're just not a good team this year. Um, mate, give us your uh, live live report. You're at the game. How was the feeling in the stadium? I was at the game. It was quite frustrating, to be honest, as a Warriors fan, because it just felt like we didn't have any ball. There was a lot of penalties and a lot of like silly errors from both sides, but especially the Warriors. Um, but I think you're right in that the Cowboys had all this position, but I don't really remember them taking any shots, you know, firing any shots at all. Um, there was, yeah, they looked likely a couple of times, um, but yeah, it was, it was really, I think won by kind of Fanua Blake and Tohu Harris being awesome in the middle. And then really that big run, that big try from Montoya to Kosi kind of sealed it, I think. Um, but yeah, just a shocking fantasy game. Um, no, no play through the middle at all, really, um, which just meant that there were no tackles for Robson. He had an uncharacteristic game, as we've talked about before. Um, yeah, I think Tohu Harris is an interesting one um, going into the buys. Mm, yeah, well, he didn't score particularly well, but no one really did. Um, yeah. Only 33 tackles. I think he had a spell early because I think he's still not 100%. Um, so, yeah, he's an interesting one for me from this game. But, yeah, otherwise, Sean was kind of steady without really having to do anything. That's the kind of game – that's the, his kind of flaw, really, I think. Um, and, mm. yeah, Josh Curran was fantasy good, but uh, Nicore's coming back next week. Um, Barnett shouldn't be too far away. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard to know exactly what to do with the Warriors. I think it's just a case of Sean or bust. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Tohu can definitely go on the watch list. Um, he's going to be about seven hundred eleven thousand next week. Break even still in the low seventies coming up against Melbourne. So certainly have another look. And if he can get back, if he can get fit, um, you know, get those knees healthy and get back to pumping out seventy plus minutes, he could definitely be a very enticing option. But no, you're right. O- outside of uh, guys who score tries in this game, Jazz Tavanga was the only one who put up a fifty. Um, yeah, he played big minutes as well. But yeah, it's just hard to know with like like you said with. Near Corey coming back, you've got to think Mitch Barnett's not far away as well. Josh like, Curran is Tom keeps... Ale going to drop out? I, he's been good and, yeah. and possibly one of these mids to look at. But I just in our full strength team, like I don't know if I don't know if Lusick 
makes the bench. Um, so is it going to be like a Jazz Bunty Walker? Mm. No, Walker will be at six. I don't know. I just don't know what 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 they're going to do yeah. and, and who's healthy. I did get some intel from uh, Metcalf that he's four weeks away. So. Ooh. Keep okay. that on your radars. Um, but that's not actually that far away from Tomate Martin's return date either. So mm, True. Damn. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, with Ale, it's it's interesting just because, like, I think he can stay in the 17. He probably deserves to. I just don't know if he's going to get enough minutes to actually be a buy at this point moving forward, like once they're actually back to full strength. So. Yeah. And same with Josh Curran as well. Like, he'd be great if he could lock down a big minute roll on that edge. But I just, yeah, he keeps getting named on the bench, like, and having that late switch. And then, yeah, how does how do they all fit in? I just, they all cannibalize each other. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just Sean Johnson and just ride Jackson forward until he and eventually peaks for the most yeah, part. Yeah, that's right. He's still got a lowish break even. And he still did okay in a game that really the Fords didn't score that many points in. So, Mm. Um, yes, a couple of like penalties and six again infringements and things from Jackson Ford, which is uncharacteristic as well. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the ref was loving the sound of his own whistle in this game oh, for sure. Re- that ref, I think, if he plays another game, if he refs another game, it was just outrageous. You can't like just make a decision, I think, you know, like the amount of times he'd send something as a try or he'd, you know, make a call and then it would get overturned by the bunker. You know, if we were having to oh. trust the bunker that much. You are not Chris having Sun, a good day, mate. Yeah, Chris Sutton, mate. You're in the bin. That's um, his name. Yeah. And uh, and Chance as well. He was a little bit disappointing at 21. But I've got to be honest, I really liked the look of Chance in this game. He was so busy. He was in everything. Just didn't really translate to the stat sheet, unfortunately. Um, had that big swing where it would look like he'd picked up a turnover, try saver, nine-point play, and then got pinged for a shoulder charge instead. So it was an 11-point swing there. Um yeah, just brutal. But I think Chance will be okay if you've got him. Uh, no panic stations there. As for the Cowboys, um, I think it's all panic stations. There was just just nothing to really write home about here. Jake Granville started a prop and played 67 minutes. Todd Payton, mate, uh, I think this was just Todd Payton like thanking the Warriors for uh, getting him a job at the Cowboys. Like, here's, here's your win, lads. We're going to play Jake Granville for 67 minutes. Yeah, um, two wins, mate. Oh, jeez. Um, but uh, you're right. Just some galaxy brain stuff from... <laughs> From Todd Payton, that's Jake Granville shouldn't be playing 67 minutes. It's unbelievable. No, no, he should not. Um, Reese Robson as well, four penalties. Uh, yeah, wouldn't panic about Robson, but if you don't have him, you've got to chuck him on the watch list now. Like his break even is going to be in the 80s next week and he's going to drop about 35K. So anyone who, who doesn't have him, stick him on the watch list. He's going to be really good to have during Origin, um, assuming he's not in the side because I don't think he will be given how crap the Cowboys are. Um, anything else from the Wise Cows you want to talk about or do we move on to the Panthers-Newcastle game? No, I think um, Warriors kind of have a tough draw coming up, um, mm. but just for someone like Chance. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be too concerned, I think. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of uh, teams with a lot of grit and heart, Newcastle, they are playing like this year's uh, Cowboys. Like them and the Warriors, I think they're playing like this year's Cowboys. Like everyone had them in the bottom four at the start of the year. But like the effort is just – like the effort areas are just like next level. And I think um, like just really – like they just – they're there every week. They're trying every week. And uh, I thought Adam O'Brien would be one of the first coaches sacked. But, yeah, he's uh, shoved it up my – Ah, so that's for sure. And um, one of the blokes leading the way there is uh, contract year, the man of the moment, Tyson Frizzell. Um, geez, I'm so glad I held him when he had that little ankle complaint and the head knock because it's it's turned out great guns for me ever since uh, he had that head knock in round one. He's just been a next level. Um, I know you were looking at Frizz this week but didn't get on. I know the OTL boys were looking at Frizz as well. Um, any plans in your future for Mr. Frizzell? It really did feel like. Last week or bust for me with the break even, and he was still priced pretty well. Um, mm. I don't know. It's he's he's excellent, and he's scored some tries. But I think the buy is problematic now. Is it round yeah. ten? Um, he's awesome though, and I mean he keeps scoring tries, so it's hard to know. Maybe it's just part of his base, but it's hard to know like <laughs> what what his score is going to be if he doesn't score a try. But um, look, he's been an excellent pod for you. He's less than two percent owned, like mate. Big pat on the back. And for anyone that held on or bought him to 
like kind of in the last few weeks, like, yeah, excellent job. Cause mm. yeah, he's been really tempting for me. I just haven't been able to make it work too many yeah, edges. Well, too many yeah, edges, that's, I think. that's the problem. Um, and he was at such a discount cause like obviously he got off to a bad start with that head knock in round one. But if you take that game out, like for the rest of the season, he's averaging 61.6 so far, just immense. And obviously, yeah, he's had three tries in there as well. So he will come back to earth, I think, a little bit. Probably ends up averaging in the mid-50s. But I think he'll be a keeper as long as he can stay healthy. Um, but, yeah, just been a lead so far. But that is always the worry with uh, blokes like him. Just can he stay healthy? Um, and I think uh, two other Newcastle Knights here that's in this sort of mid-range option that could be enticing – um, Kurt Mann, so 60 points in 57 minutes, and Phoenix Crossland, 49 in 68 minutes. Um, will there be any interest from you in either of these two guys here, Rob? Um, Crossland is interesting to me. He scored a try as well, though, didn't he? Yeah, but it was just an eight-pointer. It just fell on a kick. So it would have been a 41 yeah. in 68. Yeah, so he'll get dual, is it round 13 or yeah, I think before round 13, so after round 12, I think. Yeah, or around definitely interesting. I think, like, good half option to put on your bench. Um, 68 minutes. How many minutes did Kurt Mann play? Uh, he played 60. 57, yeah, but predominantly in the middle. Mm. Yeah, certainly Crossland is intriguing to me. Um, it'll be, yeah, Crossland or Cheese probably for me next week, I'd say. Yeah, I'm strongly looking at Crossland this week. Uh, my concern, I guess, with Kurt Mann is like what happens with Jacob Sofidi and Adam Elliott coming back into the side in the coming weeks. Like, what yeah, do I his do minutes agree. look like? Um, I mean, but, but if he could like, if he could stay like say a 40 minute mid and like you know 20 minute hooker, he, he'd be all right. Um, and, and Crossland as well, as long as he's getting 60 to 65, I think he can average in the low 40s, high 30s, and and plot along, make his cash. He's a real He's a little bit of a tackle body. He doesn't get a whole lot of run meters. So if he could get those going, it'd be really good. And um, yeah, obviously before round 13, he will get that. As long as he stays there, he will get that um, hooker dual position as well, which will be very, very nice. But um, outside of that, uh, obviously Cleary was okay. 56 had a big, um, you know, comeback in the last few minutes, a bit like uh, Hines as well. Two field goals certainly helped. Um uh, intern Austin downloaded the Isaiah Yo expansion pack last week, and I can't say he's been disappointed. A seventy-one mm-hmm. in eighty-one minutes, and uh, Zach Hosking he, another decent score, fifty-one in eighty-one minutes. Um, probably a little bit underwhelming, but also fine as well. Like you're obviously happy if you've got him. Um, and yeah, forty-seven Martin, tackles, no real. Yeah, like that's all base. Like that's for that's sure. what you want as an edge, I think. Yeah, especially now with Martin injured again, Garner, you know, reserve grade. Uh, he, he looks like a great, um, you know, a great one as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So yeah, for anyone who got on, absolutely great areas. I know Mark will be very happy there. Unfortunately, Rob and I, we missed out on the Hosking train, but we're very pro the Hosking train, but missed plenty out. of trains uh, in the sea, mate. Yeah, not wrong. Um, as they say. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the the wingers here also back down to earth. So Dylan Edwards back down to earth after a huge score last week, 35. Greg Marzou, 34, was averaging in the 60s, in 60s before this and people were jumping on. Um, Dan Gagai back to earth, 27. So, yeah, a lot of these uh, outside backs that were getting a lot of tries and attacking stats that people jumped on sort of down to earth. And even Lockie Miller as well, 27. Um, pretty poor second half. He was pretty good in the first half, but poor in the second half. Um, Sonny Luke, 23 and 36, not great. Um, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of not great, and then a few very goods um, <laughs> from this game. But hopefully, all the guys that you should have in your side were the ones who went very good, and uh, you know you you don't have your, your Greg Marjus and your Dom Youngs and stuff like that. Um, but also I wouldn't be panicking if you've got them either. Like a 30-odd from a winger doesn't really do a whole lot. is fine as well. Um, any more thoughts from, from this game, Rob? Speaking of very goods, mate, how's Dave mm-hmm. Fafita? <laughs> Good segue, mate. The revenge game against the Bronx. He was up for this game too. He was oh, so was up he? for this game. Yeah, 67 and 80 minutes. And, man, I just really like the look of Dave Fafita this year because – he still hasn't scored a try this year, but he's just he's doing so much better. Like so, he's averaging just a, a fraction under sixty, and hasn't scored a try. Like if this was last year, like he'd be lucky to be, you know, breaking low fifties 
Um, but he just looks so much more involved. He's, you know, offloading at will. You know, he's. it seems like it's um, like he knows now that teams are ganging up on him. Like you'll have every time he touches the ball, he gets, you know, immediately three to four blokes are going to have their eyes on him. So instead of trying to run through them all, he's drawing them in and, and you know, creating attacking opportunities to his outside backs. And it's really working so far. Um, mm. Obviously, I, I think he is going to play Origin. Um, I think he'll probably be on the bench. Um, so I don't know if I'd want to be going into him now, but either way, yeah, he, he is an elite option. And I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad you gave me the uh, tick of approval round one this year with my blood rush because it actually worked this year, unlike last year. <laughs> well, yeah, I was on, I was on too. I think that's one of my best buys so far from like mm-hmm. round one that I've kept through. Um, yeah, it's just been a joy to own, and especially a week like this where lots of other keeper options weren't amazing. Um, He's still kind of relatively low owned as well. So it, it did feel like that's probably the way that I saved my rank from going absolutely down the toilet this week was someone like Dave in the edge. So, no, he was awesome. Speaking of uh, great round one buys, Payne Haas, another one, another big score, Ooh. 66 in 68 minutes. I don't think he's scored under 60 this year so far. He's just been... Next level, um, the the whole you know mum narrative in the preseason throw that out the window. He's uh, he's been absolutely next level this this year. Um, if you were a non Haas owner, would you be going in this week? Uh, like he does have Origin coming up. Like I, I'm not yeah. sure if it's he's going to be 900k now, isn't he? Like mm. I don't think I would. I think yeah, no, you're probably it's hard. Right. It's hard. I think he's probably going to be the best mid option, isn't he? Yeah. And but, uh, speaking of origin players, mate, Reese Walsh. <laughs> someone jinxed him in the, in the chat. Yeah, it's always someone. Just leave it alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. He looked like he was well known on Reese Walsh, though, right? Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's excellent and he's going to score well. Um, it's just you're kind of paying full price for him now. But, like, for a wing fullback, man, that's a great score considering how bad, like, Edwards and Tedesco were. Um, yeah, it's upsetting yeah. to not have Reese Walsh, for sure. It'll be interesting to see what he's made of because he's coming into a run soon of, you know, Rabbitohs, Storm, Penrith. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, like, what he can do against some of these better teams now coming into those. Yeah, um, I really he- think the Broncos team is a bit better than we thought. Um, and, yeah, he seems to be benefiting from the big Ford pack and, like, Adam Reynolds and... Yeah, I think – yeah, we'll see for sure. But I think um, you'd be pretty happy if you had him as an owner. Well, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of their wins so far have come against some teams at the time. We thought, you know, geez, these wins are looking pretty good. But, you know, now looking back, like against the Cowboys, flogging the Dragons, you know, even against the, the Dolphins now, not they're not probably not as hot wins as what we thought they were um, looking yeah. back. But, but you I mean, get that um, strength of schedule if you're the top of the table, right? Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Rob. It's time for uh, 600k forward number two to blindly rank Ooh. on your uh, on on your sheet. Mo Fotawaka. So Ooh. 55 points in 67 minutes. This is the fourth week in a row now. Um, he started. Oh, well, he had a, he missed round. Oh, they had a buy round five. So yeah, fourth week in a row now. He's uh, he started at prop. He's played over 60 minutes in three of them. Um, Mate, he, he looks like a pretty good option. You have to think he's no chance of origin. Obviously, he had a crap game against Melbourne, um, crap PPM game, 33 and 63 minutes, but that was also the game where there was about 70 points. So like, I, I think that's fine for a middle forward. Um, you can accept that for one week. But like outside of that, like 62 and 61, 49 and 51, now 55 in 67, and again in a game with a stack of points as well. So... Um, where does he rank in in your five? There, you've put uh, who'd you put a five? Jai, you put Jai Arrow at number three. Where does Mo mm. rank? Um, oh, that's very intriguing, and someone that I had literally not thought about at all this year. Um, I'm going to put him. Doesn't play thirteen, mm. but neither will Jai Arrow. Uh, I'm going to put him two. Number two for Big Mo. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah I, I I got alerted to it because um, my hurt locker opponent, old uh, Clinton Burns, who I put to the absolute sword, brought in Mo <laughs> this week, and um, 
geez, mate, like I know you, you see, he's throwing stuff against the wall, you know, trying to do anything to beat me. And But I think this is actually a really good one and one that's quite enticing and, and one I'm seriously going to look at this week because he is still quite affordable and I don't think he's going to play Origin. So, yeah, big Mo, big interesting. It, it's And it's really interesting um, like seeing him and Tino both play big minutes. Like obviously they've yeah. got a fairly small bench. So um, especially like once Jaden Campbell, like once um, – AJ Brimson comes back and AJ Cam- uh, Jaden Campbell goes back to the bench. Like that could really help as well moving forward. So we'll see what happens on uh, on Tuesday. But yeah, I think uh, an intriguing option to flag. Um, and uh, I think Mark was reveling in this one. Pat Carrigan, people are starting to turn on him now. <laughs> Another pretty average score, 42 and 63 minutes. Um, none of us started with him. Uh, Rob, would you be selling old Patty coming into Origin? Another ordinary score? Yikes. I think these are kind of the games that we were worried about right with Kerrigan starting um I think some of those early games he was yeah putting in big minutes and kind of benefiting from I don't know just the team being good but yeah statistically it just didn't really make sense for him to continue those like 60 scores um so yeah I think I'd be slightly concerned is that two in a row two two bad scores um yeah, three it's been a really isn't three. it? Thirty-five, mm. forty-eight, forty-two. Um, still averaging fifty, but um, yeah, you probably—he's probably just about at value, isn't he? Like, mm. he's probably going to get fifties. I think he's—I think he'll still average fifties. Um, but it might be like yeah. high forties. Um, and that's not really what you want as a as a mid keeper. Yeah. Well, especially with a guy who's guaranteed to play Origin. Like I think he could be like an easy guy to trade to like say Ryan Madison. Like he's just an easy upgrade target. Like and that's probably five to ten points um upgrade as well, I think. So Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I think I'm fine to sell Carrigan this week as long yep. as you're upgrading yep. him. Like Me I wouldn't too. be going down to like a mid ranger or something like that. But. Yeah, don't get couchman. No, 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 no. Um, speak, <laughs> speaking of which, oh, geez, the leisure boy, the casting couch. Um, yeah. Oh, I just wanted just, to say Cam Pereira was good as well. The, oh, yeah, they got the try right on the hooter too. Yeah, good on him, mate. Yeah, the, just <laughs> just absolute filler. And also Tanner Boyd, another decent score. But uh, Oh, yeah. For, for my, here's my best hooker this week. Nice. Yeah, the best hooker of the week. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, moving on to the Sunday games, we had the Raiders over the St. George Illawarra, or Illawarra Dragons. Just more pain for uh, my mate Clinton Burns, who got put to the sword by me and then had to watch his team lose as well. Um, 20 to 14. Um, and yeah, mate, the, just in more proof that coaches hate your fantasy team, um, Toby Couchman went from playing 48 minutes last week to playing 19 this week and being the last forward on the field. It was touch and go if he was even going to touch the field this week. Um, I nearly bought him this week, and I thought he was, you know, pretty comfortably going to play thirty-five minutes, maybe forty. Um, and I know you bought him this week. How are you feeling? Is is it panic stations, or do you think he could bounce back? So, talk me through the imbi shenanigans. <laughs> what happened there? So, Jacob Little was named to start. Yeah, um, and then, but they wanted. Uh, the Dragons wanted Moses Mbai to start. And to do that, it cost them an interchange. So before the game had started, they'd used oh, an interchange. They're so dumb. So <laughs> Dragons. Um, I don't even... That that wouldn't have really affected Couchman though, right? No, I guess maybe it did because they I lost mean, the, the thing that affected Couchman... Well, the thing... Well, because Mbai started the game, went off and then came back. I think the thing that affected Couchman was DeBellin playing 80. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very troubling, very concerning. Um, I'm just going to forget about it for a little while. I'm a bit raw on that. Uh, and, yeah, hope that he plays more minutes going forward. Um, yeah. yeah. I think now if you've got him, it's just sort of, you know, pray and hope he can get that increased role. He's certainly not going to go backwards in price this week at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, Jack DeBella, mate, it's time for forward number three on this list, 70 points in 80 minutes. So he's had his minutes managed um, coming back from that calf injury off the bench the first two weeks, gets back into the starting side this week and plays the full 80. Um, where does he rank, mate, on, on your uh, top five? So you've got Arrow in third, you've got Fodawaker in second. Where are you putting uh, Jack DeFellin? 
See, I've stitched myself up here. I didn't expect you to pick Jack DeBellin. Um <laughs> So he's definitely going to play 13. Um, yes. And Pangai isn't. Um, oh, yikes. I mean, if he plays, if he's going to be playing 80, is he going to be almost a must? Well, that's the thing. Like, how much can you trust Hook? And I think the answer is not I just very can't. Much. Yeah, I'll put him four. I'll put him four. Yeah, he did have three turnover tackles in this. I mean, if you take those out, it's a 58 in 80 minutes, which is his pretty standard lock PPM for these guys that don't really do a whole lot of running. They just tackle and um, play as the linking man. Um, I think he'll be a good buy if you were sure he was going to play 80 every week, but... I don't think you can be sure he's going to play 80 every week. Like I think there's a decent chance there was, you know, weeks where he plays 60 to 65 and he, you know, puts out a, a 45 or something like that or a 41. Um, jeez, uh, and what else from this dragon side? Jack Bird um, got shuffled to an edge uh, and looked pretty good. He did Jack Bird stuff, a lot of crab running, looked nearly scored a try a couple of times. Um, 51 and 80 minutes, he's still looking like an elite center. Uh, one I got this week, and I think. Guaranteed to play round 18, so I think you can plug him in. Tyrell Sloan bounced back, 46 points in 80 minutes, and he looked really good. I thought this was his best game of the year so far, and one I'm I'm tempted to hang on to him until round 13. Like, I know I'm going to cop a couple of low scores like last week, but I thought last week, even though he put out a low score similar to Chance this week, I still thought he looked quite likely um, mm. and, a, you know, and a decent chance at a big score, and I'm glad I did. Do, do you still have uh, Sloan, or have you jumped off? No, I sold Warbrick um, instead of Sloan, which I'm happy with. Sloan was my best scoring wing fullback this week, so clap on the yeah, back same. for you, mate. Um, he's actually updated to 50 on footy statistics. Um, hey, let's go. And Jack Bird up to 56, which yes. is pretty good areas. Um, yeah, I think Jack Bird is going to be essential, isn't he? Um, going forward, um, it's a shame his break-even was... 31, so he's going to make another little bit of cash. Um, but with the other centre options being just a bit average, um, yeah, he seems to be the best kind of head and shoulders above the rest. Um, and, yeah, Sloan, I think, yeah, it's uh, you're never going to pick the best uh, cheap wing fullback, are you, every week? Um, but thankfully we did this week with Sloan, so happy days. Yeah, something, finally, we're due one. Um Anything else from this dragon side? I don't think so. Just it'd just be nice to see Jacob. Someone free Jacob Little. He deserves more minutes than forty, and to be losing out to Moses and by bloody hell. Um, all right, let's move on to the Raiders here. So um, Hudson Young, another good score here. He got the try, but he also helped us out by getting Sinbin in the final minute of the game to keep his yeah, uh, good on him. His price nice and low, and he's looking like an intriguing option. Obviously, he's on a buy this week, so you won't be buying him this week, but. Um, Jeez, oh, if I was Freddie, I'd pick him for Origin. Hey, like he just looks like an Origin player. Like he's got that grit about him, where he like he's not going to back down to anyone. He's going to be involved. His work rate's there, and he's just you know he's got that that toughness about him. But assuming he's he doesn't, assuming he doesn't get picked for Origin, he's obviously going to be available round thirteen in that case. Um, is there any interest from you with Hudson Young, or just too many so. edges? Yeah, I think. Well, is he going to be? He's going to be cheaper than. Um... Tyson Brazil, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. And he's going to be playing 13. Um, yeah, that's kind of – I think last week was the was a good kind of barometer for him, like a trialist 54. Um, yeah, it would have been a, it would have been into the 60s, right, this week if he didn't get yeah, kind of two penalties and the sim bin. So, yep. yeah, pretty good areas. I think I'll have a look, but I'll probably have – uh, other issues by then. Uh, that's a whole two weeks away, Ryan, mate. <laughs> yeah, true. No, good point. So I can think about that for round nine. Um, and, jeez, oh, uh, another one here, Joseph Tarpane had his worst score of the year, 36 in 49 minutes. Um, yeah, PPM just not there for him today. Unfortunately, four missed tackles are a season high as well. Just to compound all the bad badness this week. Um yeah, are you a Tarpanay owner? I think you are, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Oh, I wish I'd temperature? traded him for Matto or something yeah. eh, last week. But Not wrong. What's the temperature in the room? It's a you know, irregular Rob HQ with Tarpanay. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, going into the buy, it's going to be tough not to trade him, isn't it? But 
Um, yeah. Good schedule. They play 13. Um, it's just uh, it's just so annoying that this, this felt like the big week, right? The bang week, you know, mm-hmm. before the bye. Lots of people sold him last week. So it was like, come on top of here. Playing the Dragons, mate. Like, get a massive score. And then he just mm. shits out of 36. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where was the dad strength, mate? Jesus Christ. Obviously, he's been, hasn't had much uh, sleep in the past week uh, up with the baby. Oh, he's um, been having plenty of sleep all year, mate, not playing 15 minutes. <laughs> he's been sleeping on the bench. Oh, my God. He, uh, don't give me that. Little power naps. Him and he's getting more sleep. Getting more sleep as a new dad, mate. He's been lying on the couchman. That's what he's been doing. Um, yeah, look, I, I got to be honest. Like he was one I was not really considering selling prior to this game because he, he despite only playing about forty nine minutes most weeks, like he's only had one game where he's exceeded fifty minutes so far this year. But despite playing forty nine minutes each week, he's still been averaging fifty five. Um, I just think if this is, is going to be his role, like if he's just going to be a forty nine minute guy you know, 50 minutes tops moving forward. I know his PPM is great, but I don't think he can average more than low 50s in that yeah. situation. And, but like the other side of that coin is he would be invaluable to have like during origin, like to know that you've got a guy who's going to be available, the major buy rounds, the minor buy rounds. Um, and like, you can just rely on that for the most part, 50 point score. Uh, it, w- it would be great, but it's not great for what about it's going to be about seven forty next week, seven thirty-five, something like that. So yeah, I, I think he is potentially on my chopping block with uh, the buy this week as well. But yeah, just more proof that Ricky Stewart just hates your fantasy team. Um, yeah. We'll just get Meadow. Is Meadow the answer? Yeah, I think he might be. But um, mate, it's time for forward number four in uh, proof that. Uh, you know, obviously the wild card here is Ricky Stewart, but it's the the big red fire truck, Corey Horsburgh. So this is his second week in a row now. He's played 70 minutes. Um, he's been in that starting lock role. Obviously, Corey, uh, Harry Wiranaira has sort of found himself playing limited minutes now off the bench, and Horsburgh has been promoted into this lock role. Um, 46 against the Broncos, 54 now against the Dragons. Um and like, I'm not surprised that his PPM is down playing that lock role because, you know, like we spoke about with the bell and he's not really playing that big forward crunch through the meters type role. It's more linking um, the backs and, you know, taking the old hit up as well to try and get through those minutes. Um, obviously would be available. Not well, He's obviously on a buy this week, but would be available round 13. I think he's no chance of origin. Um, so, look, I, I think he is an enticing option at the price point. Like he is going to still be... His breaking was still in the high 40s this week, so he's still going to be about what, about low 580s this week. So the cheapest of the lot, I think. Um, and obviously the wild card is Ricky Stewart, and he does hate your fantasy team, so who knows what happens here. But where does uh, Big Corey rank in your list? I think I have to put him fifth, but it's undeserved. Um, he, yeah, seems to have the lock. Who else would play the lock spot? Who played it at the well, start of the year? It was Harawira Naira. He was Harawira basically doing Naira, this role. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he's still kind of uh, – at the start of the season, we thought he was a buy at 590, right, um, hmm. until he got put on the bench. Um, so you've got to think that at that 70 – if, you know, if if at the start of the season you'd been given you'd – know, you'd know he'd be playing 70 minutes, um, you'd take it. But I suppose the issue is always going to be sticky. Um, yeah. And – uh, yeah, for that reason, I can probably justify him a bit lower. I don't know. In hindsight, I'd probably change this list around a little bit. But um, <laughs> we can discuss that once we're done. But for yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but uh, I, yeah, it's got to. You got to be interested. I, I, I am interested for sure. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, like the one thing in his column, is that the Raiders have won both games since he moved there. Like they're two and zero right. since he moved to Lock, and they're coming up against. Well, they've got the Dolphins, uh, Bulldogs, Para, Manly in their next four games so uh, after the buys. So, I mean, certainly winnable games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just worth putting on the watch list. Obviously, no one's buying him this week with the buy, but maybe one to look at round nine. We'll, we'll see how much we trust Ricky Stewart because right now it's uh, it's not a lot. But, um, yeah, um, anything else from this Raiders side worth mentioning? Uh, probably not. 
I mean, Jared Croker, no, don't, we don't want to be going there. Um, just hopefully we get Xavier Savage back. He returned on the wing this week in reserve grade, so hopefully yeah, we get him back. Because um, Nick Coltrick did his hammy again, so mm. you know maybe he Got comes snipe. back in the fullback. Yeah, Chris comes, you know, moves to the wing or something like that. I don't know. Um, and the last game of the rounds, so we had uh, the Eels just demolishing the Bulldogs, and in the final kick of the nuts of the week, just when you thought you were done, you thought you were home. Jermaine Hopgood moves into the starting side, and the Cardi Party moves to the bench. And uh, yeah, the ugly lights are officially up now. It is time to go home. I don't care where you stay, but you can't stay here. Um, time to get rid of Cardi, mate. Are you moving on the Cardi Party this week? Yeah, no, it's a, it's abruptly come to an end, hasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> Yeah, um, everyone was having a great time, and then yeah, all of a sudden, he's got to go. So yeah. thank goodness he made his BE. Um, he's not going to lose any more cash, um, and we can just all trade him on to anyone, anyone you want. But get off him; he's done very, very well. Um, but yeah, no, that's enough. That's enough, Cardi. Cheers, mate. And guess, and guess what, mate? You and Mark, you, you now, you know, you're fighting everyone in the taxi line. You're all making your way out of the club at the same time. You're fighting everyone in the taxi line, trying to get in line. I'm sitting at home, comfy in my bed with my kebab. I'm I'm well and truly home from the Cardi party because I beat the traffic. I'm out of there. <laughs> Your argument would hold more water if you didn't buy Lemuelu with Cardi. But, um... <laughs> Mate, he scored more than Cardi this week, all right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I also have Lemuelu. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't know, the hot good thing, I, while it was happening, I was – kind of distressed but he only got 46 points in 71 yeah. minutes like i don't think it's a disaster no well his, se- his second stint was a bit crap like he was looking like he was on his way to a big score he was on like about oh geez i, I think he only scored about five points in his second stint because he was damn yeah. near on 40 at halftime five um, missed tackles um three errors like i don't know I, I i was i was upset at first but then i kind of the the mm. saw through the through the clouds and it's, I think it's fine. I think if you've got off him, um, cause that's, yeah, he's going to lose money now. Um, we kind of still didn't think he'd be a keeper. Um, even with, I don't know if he's playing 70 minutes, he might be, but, um, yeah, look, lots of people sold him and had already, it had already locked. So I think we just, we just move on, take our medicine on that one. Yeah, I agree. I think if you've still got him, you definitely hold him now, though. Oh, uh, especially sure. if, he's, sure. if he's if he's named at lock on Tuesday as well. Um, Ryan Madison. Uh, so he started on the second row and then moved into the middle when Cardi came on. Um, Fifty four and sixty one minutes. So he's another one that was uh, looking like he was on his way to a big score, and then the PPMs just sort of dried up um, in that second stint. So no, no panic stations there. I still think he's a great buy. He's obviously going to be available. Well, we hope he's going to be available unless Freddie starts to pull some shenanigans and get him back into the team. Um, Brennan Hands played 80 minutes at hooker, but apparently Josh Olsen was just out with the flu, so I, I don't think we go diving in there. Yeah, Hands just has a horrific PPM as well, right? Like, mm, yeah, it's just, I, just don't want to, I don't want any part of it. Nope. Um, and, he is in uh, the top 30 now, though. That's yeah. why he um, signed a new deal, so... Congratulations, mate. But um, well done. You're not getting in my fantasy team. Uh, and yeah, outside of that for the Eels, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. Another good score from Moses. Pinasini's uh, going well, but I don't think we're buying him. Um, yeah, otherwise, play on. Uh, for the Bulldogs, so, uh, and geez, another kick in the nuts here. Um, Alamotti got shifted to the wing pretty early on and looked like he was on his way to a dreadful score until he got a bailout try. Saved it, the lone try for the Docs, uh, got him a 31. So saves his score, um, puts his break even into the 40s next week, though. So he, he might be one to, to move off, um, but we'll see what happens there. Um, Jacob Carraz, unfortunately, gone for a few weeks now. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe we get a cashy. Maybe Braden Burns just slots back in and knock and ball, um, just keeps that spot, and he's a bit mud, unfortunately. Um, Hayes Perham could probably be sold now. Another low 20 score. Um, Reed Marnie turned back into a speed bump. Uh, Jacob Preston got an early shower, but still put up a decent score, 47 points. But I think the uh, the man of the moment and the final mid-range mid we need to speak about and you need to rank on your list here, Roberto, is Tavita Pangai Jr. He's going number one, mate. Never in <laughs> doubt. Save that spot for him. Um, yeah, it was, it was good to have him back. Um, 
yeah, I have to have a look at him next week for sure. It's the it's the offload day. They're just they're just so nice. It just I just see him turning around and twisting and pivoting, and I'm just I want you in my team. Mate. <laughs> yeah, I love to watch it so much. Like it's I know so I'm good. gonna get it. I know like there's going to be a week where I get like a 25 in 50 minutes and I just hate my life or he does something stupid where he, you know, tries pulling blokes off by the jersey when there is like a bit of a melee going on and he has a bit of a brain snap. But to, to think he played 48 minutes in his first game of the season, like you have to think his minutes are only going to slowly increase from there. Hopefully he can push into 55 territory. Um, because, yeah, six offloads in his first game back, two yeah. hitting the deck and two to, uh, four to hand. Just oh, great stuff. I, I can't wait to have him in my side. He's just he's an excitement machine. He'll be an absolute headache some weeks, but he's just one of those guys who's just really fun to watch sometimes when he's on. When he's on. And, and, like, you know, fantasy is about having fun sometimes. So, yeah, I think Pango is sort of my, my guilty pleasure. Is he one you'll be looking at this week? Yeah, absolutely. He's that um, that meme from The Office, like, no doubt I'm ready to get hurt again <laughs> kind of kind of thing um yeah i think yeah I, I, ideally we want a few more minutes but um that ppm was just ridiculous today but i guess again those offloads definitely help because they mm-hmm. kind of chunk big big points um i just i felt like every time i refreshed the app he'd gone up like four or five points um <laughs> so it was yeah it was majestic stuff yeah. good on osto getting on um this week yeah a little late switch there cardi to pango that was a yeah, that's great lovely. areas yeah um, so, I mean, I guess uh, now that we've ranked the five, um, if you were to non-blindly rank them there, like which, I guess, which, what, what's your top three now that we've spoken about them all? Like wh- which mids are you targeting of those top three? Like who would you put up there? I think Fotoeka is really interesting. Um, yeah. He's definitely in the top three. Uh, I put him four, I think, which is probably wrong. Um, I guess it's DeBellin and Pangai. Probably, yeah. I think for me, Fodawaker and Pangai are the uh, yeah uh, are the two are they like the top two by a mile. And then like Debellin, yeah. Horse, and Arrow, I'm I'm pretty comfortable to let through to the keeper. I think, but yeah, yeah Pangai and Fodawaker for sure. Yeah. yeah, but we can speak about those more in depth on Tuesday. I think once we get uh, Mark, Mark back on deck. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up, Rob? Or happy to end it there. Um, no, I think. Um, Everyone did quite poorly this week, I think. Don't take it to heart. Um, off, probably you made trades with good process and had a bad result, much like me. Um, and, yeah, next week's a new week. So uh, I hope team lists are kind to you. And, um, yeah, have a great week. Awesome stuff. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to another wrap-up edition here of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. And, as usual, we'll see you on Tuesday for team lists. Love you guys.